Looking for some holiday cheer? Aren't we all? Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils, animal earth and human friendly. Visit www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% paw some. Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Each week we will share with you our thoughts and opinions about the pop culture world. I am your host, Brian, a comic book nerd who thinks of himself as a low-level superhero. And I'm your anti-host, Tony, a movie buff with an unhealthy obsession for overanalyzing anything and everything. And when we're not fighting crime, we're podcasting. Let's get it started. Boom! And welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast, episode three. What a show we have for you today. We are going to discuss The Mandalorian, chapter 11, The Heiress. We're also going to talk about Taika Waititi's Coke commercial. Has the holiday season already started? And Tony's going to bring us through some guilty pleasures. Stay tuned for Pop Quickies, and let's get it going. But first of all, I'd like to give a special shout out, because this past week we celebrated Veterans Day. I believe that we should thank a veteran every day, and I'd like to point out some special comic book veterans. We have Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes, who uh, served in the U.S. Marine Corps. We have Hal Jordan, who served in the Air Force. Captain Carol Danvers, who also served in the Air Force. You have Captain Steve Rogers, who served in the Army. And I'd like to give a special shout out to one of my favorite co-hosts, Tony Salazar, honored us by serving in the U.S. Marine Corps, and I couldn't be more proud of him. Hoorah. Wow. I'm, wow, that, that, I was not expecting that at all. Uh, you're welcome. I don't feel that I did much when I was in, but uh, hey, it's all good. I know there's a lot more people out there that have sacrificed a lot more than I have, and I just want to thank them as well. This is not about me. It's about them. And thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate that. And with Captain Steve Rogers, yeah, America's ass. <laughs> Just love it. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I guess now we're going to go on to the first segment of our show. We're going to be covering Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress. The Heiress. To avoid spoilers for The Mandalorian Chapter 11, skip to 901. So we're going to start off with the heiress. I have to be up front right now and I have a confession to make. I have been a lifelong Star Wars fan, more so the movies than anything else. And it hurts, it pains me to say that this week's episode of The Mandalorian, The Heiress, which was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, that's Ron Howard's daughter. She's getting into the business with her dad, so that's kind of cool. She did a really great job with this episode. But back to my point, that confession is, I have no idea who Bo-Katana is, or Katan, or I don't even know really who Ahsoka Tano is. I am not a Clone Wars person. 
I'm not a rebels person. And because of this episode, I think I need to start going a little bit deeper dive into the Star Wars universe. Brian, what did you think of the episode? I mean, I loved the episode, but again, I'm, I was kind of lost in it. This episode is serving as a nice bridge between the canon of the animated series, Clone Wars and Rebels, and now it's kind of merging it into the whole Star Wars universe as we know it today. Katie Sackhoff, who played Bo-Katan, uh, who was the leader of the Mandalorian Resistance, it was nice to see her. It was a little bit of a surprise for me. I've tried to stay away from as many spoilers as I can on The Mandalorian, but she voiced the cartoon also of the same character. So it's nice to see her play in a live action role, just picking up where she left off. And the storyline really follows along with what happened in the animated series. I think the one thing that was kind of fascinating about this is is I've always kind of thought of Mandalorians as Mandalorians and they're just this one race of people. But as we keep going along, it seems like there's divisions. There's kind of like uh, two different forethoughts on Mandalorians from what I can tell so far based on the animated series and now this new Disney Plus series where there's the old ancient Mandalorian culture and that's what we're kind of trying to find out right now through Mando. But then there are different clans that have formed on other planets that have taken the the practices of the Mandalorian culture and kind of adapted it a little bit to their own. Yeah, I kind of gathered that. And the thing when they called him the child of the watch, you know what that immediately took me back to was the Knights of the Watch. Right. He was not born as a Mandalorian. You know, the Mandalorians, if they see orphaned children they'll take them in and raise them as their own the best they can. And Mando was one of those children. So I guess he's considered a children of the watch now. That's just what I'm gathering. Wow. But watching this episode, I now need to kind of start a list of all of the episodes that I need to watch with Ahsoka Tano. Yep. So far, I get it. I love why this, this character resonates so much with so many people, especially little girls. I think she's just a role model. Right. She's a powerful leader. She's kind of been outcasted wrongly. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. You're just going to have to watch Clone Wars. Which I'm in the middle of doing is right, right now. Was there a, a moment that was like your favorite of this episode? There, there was a moment and it was more of a scene. It, it had nothing really to do with the storyline. I'm a big fan of Firefly, the, uh, the very old Joss Whedon yeah. TV series. Very short-lived, one season, and then they made a movie of it. The Mandalorian ship, to me, looks like the Firefly ship they used in that series. It gets beat up. It's constantly needs repair. And as it was falling into the atmosphere, I just love that whole scene. And it's right about to land. You think it's going to land on that <laughs> on that landing pad. And then one of the engine gives out and it flips into the water. But I really liked the the crane that pulled the ship out of the water. It looked like a walker that was refurbished to act as a crane. So to reuse busted up battle remnants was a creative touch that I really appreciated. Do you call it an ATAT or do you call it an AT-AT? I've always called it an AT-AT, but now everybody says it's ATAT. What I think I think I call them AT-ATs. Wayne, what what do you think? I grew up I called it an AT-AT but I'd probably be more inclined to call it an ATAT now. And the reason being, because it's a short term for an all-terrain armored transport. 
I'm just going to go with ADAT. So anyway, it was a modified <laughs> ADAT. Right. Don't take away my childhood, Wayne. I'm going to call it an ADAT. <laughs> See, now that we've got the consensus, I'm still going to call it an ADAT. So there you go. What do you call it? An ATAT or do you call it an ADAT? Let us know in the comments. The other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on was last week, the child opened up this egg, right? And ate everything out of it. And then this week, an octopus gets on his face. And I, I feel that we're following an alien motif. So I'm wondering if next episode, if something's just going to pop out of his belly or out of his butt, is going to pop out of anything? I, I don't know. Who knows? The other thing I really kind of enjoyed about this episode was the fact that the Mandalorian isn't the Mandalorian. Maybe the way isn't the way. Maybe there's different ways. I'm really excited to see where this kind of goes on a philosophical level. Of course, that's me being too deep, but I'm really curious to see where they take this. With that said, we're going to go on to our next segment. There are certain times of year where you just expect certain types of commercials. You have Budweiser doing the Super Bowl commercials, and we have the holiday season, and the Coca-Cola company has a pretty good relationship with the uh, with the holiday season because we can always expect a holiday commercial. We've had ice skating polar bears in the past. We have Santa Claus on Coke cans. And now we have Taika Waititi doing a Coke commercial. Tony, what are your thoughts? I loved it. Shocking. No, I did. I loved it. I thought it was a great commercial. I thought that it had heart. So if you've not seen it, please take the time right now and watch it. And then we're going to discuss what, what our thoughts are. I think that uh, it was more a metaphor for life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need from the Coca-Cola company. A metaphor on life. Why not? Well, I love the commercial. I thought it hit all the right notes. And I, maybe it's because I am a father of, of two daughters. And there was a little bit of an epic journey that was involved in this commercial. It was two and a half minutes. I was riveted the entire time. That just shows you what skill level Taika is at right now. He's probably the, my favorite director right now. Can I ask you, is it necessary to have Taika Waititi and his pay grade, his talent? I feel like somebody else could have done this commercial much, much at a reasonable rate than Taika Waititi. I'm with you. I'm a fan of his. I, I like his work. I think he's funny. There isn't anything I haven't seen that I didn't like. Other than this commercial, maybe. Why can't you just enjoy something? You've always got to find the, the, the logical angle to something. What was your problem with it? That's the thing. I'm not even sure why I didn't like it. It just did not register to me. And for those of you who don't know, I love the holidays. I am a Christmas person. I, I love decorating. I like Christmas movies. I get all sappy with it. You know, I like the gatherings. There's nothing about the holidays that I don't like. I even like some of the cheesy advertisements, but this one did not land on me. And it actually kind of annoyed me. It was two and a half minutes of nothing. This guy just globetrotting to try to deliver a letter he forgot to mail. And, and, and for one, I thought this guy was kind of an idiot throughout the whole thing. And thank goodness, Santa Claus drives a Coke truck on, on his spare time to, uh, to help this guy out. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was an epic journey where you've screwed up as a parent and you're, you're like, oh no, I just did something that's going to probably scar my child for life. And then you just want to correct it. And I thought that that's what this commercial was about. It was about 
this guy going on this journey to unscrew a screw up that he's already done. It's just the whole thing. She wants her dad home for the holidays. That's the whole point of the letter. And he went on this big, long journey that took him away from her just so Santa can bring him back. And I just, what a waste of time. <laughs> like He could have just, just been there and been a father in the moment. And it takes a letter that his daughter wrote to somebody else for her to bring daddy home and maybe be the father that she wants him to be. You're saying this was not a great kickoff to the holiday season, Brian. It was a miss for me, but I, I like that the season's here. Yes, I do too. Have you already got your Christmas trees up? No, no. Uh, we have a specific date uh, when we do that, but I do have most of the shopping done. Man, you know what? I sent some holiday themed episodes coming our way in the near future. Don't you? We better. Yes, we better. All right. With that said, we're going to get going with guilty pleasures. Well, say that one more time. <laughs> I don't know if Wayne wants me to. <laughs> oh, that sounded so gross. Yeah, right. I even grossed myself out doing that. <laughs> Tony, you're going to make me work with that? No, don't. Don't put it in. Add it for the blooper reel. No, yes, please work that. Don't, work that in. Don't work Love it. <laughs> I hear the baron chicka bam bam. Anyway, the whole purpose of this segment is to talk about those things that are little secrets that we like to watch or listen to that uh, maybe not everybody appreciates as much. What is that one thing that you like to watch or hear that you just know is awful? It is hot garbage, but for whatever reason, you can't stop yourself. You have to watch. All right, Tony, what is it? No, I, I we're going to start this off with you. All right. this Whenever this show comes on, I can't help myself. I need more of it. I quote it. I watch it. That is David Spade and Joe Dirt. For whatever reason, I cannot help myself. You got to keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? And that show is awful. And I know it, but I can't help it. <laughs> All right, Tony, what do you got? My guilty pleasure is more of a song. My song that is my guilty pleasure is. Mbop by Hanson. I love that song to no end. It is on so many of my playlists. Every time I hear it, it makes me smile. Wow. I think that the the kids that, that wrote that, very talented. So they did good for that one song. Yes, exactly. And how many kids do you know that can make a song like that that was that huge? I don't know any. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> It is a guilty pleasure. I know there's probably a lot more people out there that like that song than are willing to admit it, but I love it. It cheers me up. It puts a smile on my face every single time I hear it. So that is my guilty pleasure as far as music is concerned. But what about Wayne? Wayne, you've got a guilty pleasure. I See, he's, he was hiding there in the corner, and now all of a sudden I'm putting him on blast. I'm a big sucker for those 80s and 90s action movies. Give me Big Trouble Little China. I'll watch that day in, day out. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And like Van Damme's Bloodsport, horrible. But man, I could watch that any time it's on the TV. Some great, terrible one-liners in all those movies. I'm a sucker for those one-liner movies. I love those movies. Okay, on that point, my guilty pleasure. I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure. I think it is. But I love Huel Hauser. Does anybody know who Huel Hauser is? This guy 
get so excited about the most mundane things in the world. It is amazing. You should, if you do yourself a favor, look up Huellhauser, H-U-E-L-L, Hauser, and look for California Gold. I'm telling you, that show will put a smile on your face. I love him so much because he makes the most mundane things seem exciting. Like I saw him one time going, oh my goodness, that is a nut on the ground. It fell from that tree. I'm going to pick that nut up. Wow. Look at this walnut. It is amazing. And you know how we need more of that in our lives. We need more like positivity on that level. So please do yourself a, a solid favor sit down and watch some Hulhauser. Whatever funk you're in, he's going to turn that right around because that guy is amazing. He passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, but I miss that show so much because of what he brings. And uh, yes, that is a guilty pleasure of mine as well. Before we get to Pop Quickies, let's pay some bills. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Conmen, K-O-N-M-E-N. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com, take your podcast to the next level. It's time for our favorite show, Pop, Pop, Pop Quickies. All right, and here we go. Wayne, what do you got for us this week? We're just going to be all over the map this week. So let's start off something beverage related. Okay. So everybody knows Coke and Pepsi. I think everybody's pretty decisive on that. But do you guys prefer Sprite, 7-Up, or Sierra Mist slash Slice since they're basically the same thing? Tony. I'm going with 7-Up. It's tangy, it's bubbly, and it had a cool commercial back in the 80s of some guy drinking 7-Up, laughing, and is sitting in his wicker, what was it, his wicker chair that he had, and he'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, Brian? Sprite. I would go with Sprite. I mix it with a lot of my other drinks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't remember any Sprite commercials, but I prefer the taste of Sprite. Going to one of my favorite, actually my wife and I's favorite TV shows, X-Files. Who do you prefer, Mulder or Scully? Which one did David Duchovny play? I, um, I didn't watch X-Files. Fox Mulder is David Duchovny. Okay, Fox Mulder. Wow, you didn't watch the show? Well, I know of it. My wife watches the show. I do know that Duchovny's character was more of the, the believer of the supernatural and other life forms. And give me the believer any day. Interesting. Well, we have to skip this one because if you don't know anything about it, then I'm not gonna. I don't want to include this then. Well, I would say Sully because of redheads. There you go, <laughs> Scully. Well, leave it. <laughs> yeah, say the name right. <laughs> I say Scully because redheads. <laughs> Listen to our last episode. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, what do you guys consider the best movie trilogy? Okay. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Okay. Yes. One, two, and three. I, I view them all as one big, long movie, but I know technically they're a trilogy, but uh, man, that brings back childhood memories. Just what a fun ride that that movie was. I just, I was so, 
I, I wanted to be there with Doc Brown and Marty McFly, just going through time. My favorite part was uh, the Old West and just had a great time watching it. Tony? Oh, my goodness. The best trilogy. Oh, I know it should be a no-brainer, and it should just... It should just be the, the uh, episodes four, five, and six, the trilogy, the original trilogy. I think those are the best. But you know what? I do have some issues with Jedi. But oh, my goodness. This is so hard. Let me ask you a question about the original trilogy. Which and, cut of it? Uh, the original cuts. The stuff that they did with the Lucas cuts. Oh, my gosh. Those are abominations. They are. Uh, they oh, just, Don't even get me started on that. Those cuts are so bad. That job of the hut seen every single time in a new hope gets my blood boiling to no end it is the dumbest thing i have ever seen put on film it is dumb it's almost as bad as them taking guns out of et are you done that java scene that's what got your blood boiling it wasn't that han didn't shoot first yes that too oh my goodness both of those no but the job <laughs> more so what that sent the internet that broke the internet that Han didn't shoot first that broke the internet and I don't think it's fully recovered since no you know what that that pissed me off however <laughs> the Jabba scene is so damn bad go back and watch that he steps on his tail well I mean oh, I know. what was that all about it was so lame oh my god I hate that thing so much so the question was what's your favorite trilogy <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. Oh, back to that. Back to that question. Uh, if I have to think about it, I would have to say the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we went from Star Wars to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh man, what a snooze fest! I had some issues with with, with Jedi, but as I've grown, I, I would have to say the extended cuts of. They made those movies even longer. Oh, they were so good. God. How was, long in total are those movies? I think if you sit back and watch the extended cuts, I think they come in somewhere around four hours or five hours, four and a half hours, somewhere around there. Each? Uh, yeah, something like that. So for three movies, and we'll just say four hours, that's 12 hours? Yes. Of no way. Gold. No way would I sit through that. Why not? They were uh, Did you not like those movies? No. I mean, what? <laughs> no. This might be another discussion, but <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I why did you not like that? They're boring. There's just walking throughout the whole thing and I know another famous podcaster famously likes to just point out how much walking they do in those movies, but he's absolutely right. That movie was just walking and talking and oh my oh. gosh, it's mind-numbing. It was beautiful. It had to have been something, so they made it beautiful. But, oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, so there goes our uh, yeah. Wayne on to the next one. I know that, was a, that wasn't a pop quickie. There's was a pop, pop longie, but uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, Brian, you were so close to being out of Dana's doghouse, but you're oh, way deep now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. French fries or onion rings? Ooh. Onion rings. I like the fact that I can almost eat a vegetable that's not healthy for me. <laughs> yeah, but onion rings are so hit or miss. I think I think when they're bad, they're really bad. When they're great, they're really great. French fries, no matter what, they're good. 
So no, with French fries. That's not true. No matter what, if they're yeah. cold French fries, they're gross. If they're soggy French fries, they're gross. No, In and Out has soggy fries, and I love those fries. They're gross it, when they're soggy. You've got to get them piping hot and and fresh out of the bag. I mean, I'm talking like eat them on the way home because they're not going to last that that the car ride, you know. And if you can do it in that time frame, then bon appetit because it's great. Uh, cold fries are great as well. Onion rings, no, they, they're they're too hit or miss. No onion rings. That's that's an upcharge. That is, you know, you work in the restaurant world, you get onion rings, especially beer battered onion rings, even cold. You throw them on your burger or put them in with your hot dog. Now, now you've made this interesting. Again, they're, they're hit or miss, but you know what you're getting and uh, they're kind of standard fare. I, I go with French fries. They're a great companion piece to whatever meal that you're having. Onion rings? Nah. I've never had an onion ring that I didn't like. So, but I have had bad fries. Oh, I can name a couple, and I'm sure we would get in some trouble if I did name some, but uh, I'll tell you after this episode is done. All right. Going back to my guilty pleasures of 90s action movies, who do you prefer, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Ooh. Tony, who you got? Oh, my goodness. This is a hard one, man. I can't even... I'm going to go with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and I was going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Why? It is a hard one because I love Rocky, but... Growing up, everybody knew Arnold Schwarzenegger as like the world's strongest man. I mean, he was Conan the Barbarian. He was Commando. He was in Predator. He was just, there was just so many movies that he was in. And Sylvester Stallone, I knew him best from the Rocky movies and Rambo. This is a toss up. I don't think you can go wrong with either, either one. I see Arnold. He's more versatile. Versatile? How so? Yes. Uh, hey, have you not seen Twins? Hey, that was a great movie. That was a great movie. What was the name of the movie where he was pregnant? What was that one called? Were you guys talking about Junior, right? Oh, yeah. Junior. That's the name. Oh, <laughs> Junior. Oh, you're right. That's the that's the name. I do have a story about Schwarzenegger one time, though. It was when I was in the military. So I'm going to bring this back to the veteran aspect. Okay. I was stationed out in 29 Palms. And... I was an MP at the time. We were told that we need to go down to Palm Springs and basically be there in case any Marines get into trouble while they're down there having fun during spring break in Palm Springs. They had a fair and this fair, they had all these rides, they had Ferris wheels, they had a huge slide. We were walking around, just looking around and and doing our patrols in that little area, seeing if any Marines were causing any havoc. And I happened to see Arnold Schwarzenegger on the Ferris wheel. So then the Ferris wheel is going and, and everybody's like a buzz. The whole crowd's like, Oh my God, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this is just right before the last action hero had come out. He's on there. He gets off of the ride. And at the time he was married to Maria Shriver. So they're walking and he screams to Maria, Maria, I'm going to the super slide. And that was my story. <laughs> he went to the super slide, got on the super slide with his kid, and they slid down the slide. But that is ingrained. Maria, I'm going to the super slide. I, I felt like that was something that was out of one of his films. Yes, it was like I was there, Tony. <laughs> you took me there. All right, never mind. <laughs> trying to be entertaining, guys, okay? We got a couple more, and then we'll wrap this segment up. Going to go with Mandalorian related. Ooh, okay. Of these two phrases, which do you prefer? This is the way 
or I have spoken. This is the way. To me, I have spoken sounds too like, I don't know, authoritarian or something. <laughs> like no discussion. I have spoken and I like this is the way. It kind of reminds everybody that, hey, you know what? I'm kind of mysterious. I'm kind of ancient. And this is how it's always been. Tony? I have spoken. On to the next. <laughs> Shocking that that's your answer. With the upcoming holiday, Thanksgiving, stuffing, inside the turkey or not? Um, I mean, like how you prepare it? Yeah. Inside? No. Yeah, you want all the juices just kind of coagulating all into this, that sounds into this breaded stuffing, and then you scoop that out, or you scoop it out with your hand or something, and you put it in a bowl, and you just eat that mixture of flavor. And I can see your face. You're disgusted right now, but obviously you haven't had good stuffing. Yes, I have. I've had great stuffing and it doesn't come from inside of a turkey. You're not eating it right then. Turkey. The name, oh, it comes out all soggy and, and it's just, it's not, it's gross. It's not, it's, it's okay. I'll eat it. But you know what? I prefer some nice stuffing that is actually cooked and baked properly and seasoned properly and not shoved up some turkey's ass and sit there for three hours. It's uh, cooked. It's been in there for four to five hours. <laughs> mushy. And it's, it's, you might as well be eating the innards. You might as well be eating the gizzards. You're definitely outside of the... I mean, the dish itself, it's in the name. Stuffing. You stuff a turkey with it. Is it really considered stuffing if you don't stuff the turkey with it? Yes, it's called evolution. Move on. <laughs> I've spoken. <laughs> Last question. Cranberry sauce, canned or homemade? You better not bring a can of cranberry sauce to my house for any kind of holiday meal. We will make those things fresh, homemade. You just leave that can on the curb. Don't even waste your money on it. It doesn't take a lot of effort to make fresh cranberry sauce. It's just basically a pound of cranberries or, or however much a cup. I don't even know, but it's just boiling water and sugar. It takes two minutes. And it's so much better. Fresh all the way. Tony? I hate cranberries. <laughs> None of them at all. I hate them. Oh, they're disgusting. Disgusting little boogers. I hate them. Ooh. I do like the images, though. Never from my house, but the cranberry sauce gelatin kind of slowly emerging from this can, and it still holds the shape of the can right there on the plate. It's just disgusting i'm with you tony that aspect is gross you got to go fresh all the way but you said you like coagulation back with the stuffing in the turkey so what is it brian you like coagulation or do you not not in cranberries oh coagulation period should not be in anybody's vocabulary when it comes to food <laughs> i have spoken i have spoken you have spoken thanks guys well that was a lot of fun brian why don't you go ahead and wrap up this week's episode Thank you for listening to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and make sure you follow us on Facebook. If you want to email into the show, you can do so at info at com. Thank you very much, everybody. Don't wait till Veterans Day to thank a veteran. You can thank him every day out of the year. You're welcome. I have spoken. <laughs>